There is news from Facebook about Donald Trump's account ban, and it's not great news. And uh, let's talk about Joe Biden's American Families Plan. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Okay, I said we were going to talk about this American Families Plan thing that Joe Biden has decided to spend another $2 trillion on. Uh, and now it's beginning to look like it's not closer. It's closer to four trillion. Now I think it's going to be important to go through this simply because it looks like it's going to bypass the filibuster, go straight into reconciliation, just like the infrastructure bill. And if that's the case, it's probably going to pass. Now I know through the Senate it would never pass. But if it goes through reconciliation, yeah, there could be some problems there. Uh, right now with the infrastructure plan, again, another $2.4 trillion, they're still working on trying to figure it out. Um, they're trying to negotiate that one down. I have a feeling they're going to have some success with that. But again, I, I think that would have a tough time getting through reconciliation because the infrastructure plan is so there's so much only about six percent of that is made up of infrastructure that it would have a tough time but this plan could go through the uh, american families plan so we should talk about that but first breaking news donald trump's account ban was found by the committee of facebook uh, some sort of uh, observation uh, committee actually ruled against trump they said that the ban was valid, and but, but, and here's the but, they threw it back on Facebook. Now, just so that you know, this committee is made up of basically non-Facebook employees. Now, the good news is they are non-employees. The bad news is a lot of these people are actually not even from this country, and a lot of them are left-leaning. So the reason the individual is not are not being from this country is an, is an issue is because what we consider free speech and what let's say Canada or England or Germany consider free speech is not the same thing. We actually have substantially freer speech in this country than those countries do. For example, in Germany, if you say that you can actually serve jail time if you say that the Holocaust never existed. Now, I'm not saying... Um, I'm not saying that the individuals that say that are good, wholesome people, but the reality is that's free speech. You can say it, you can believe it if you want, doesn't mean you're right, but that's something the United States does allow for. People can say stupid things. So they did come up with a, they did come up with some things that Facebook has to do. They can do three things. They can permanently lock his account and end it, actually just shut his account down. They can suspend him for only a certain amount of time. And then eventually they have to let him back in. Or they can um, or they can just unlock the account. So, But they can't continue to keep him indefinitely suspended. They said that does not go with their, their terms of policy, terms of service. Uh, and I, again, if terms of service for Trump's tweet, uh, Trump's, information or posts on Facebook is really something that they're concerned about. 
um, Trump never really violated their terms of service anyway. That's been some of the biggest arguments with Republicans, is that their terms of services are not clear, and from what a person can see of them, Trump or any other conservative that they've banned, because they only banned conservatives. I mean, the Ayatollah Khomeini is still has an account on Facebook. How, I you can't think I can't think of anyone who's worse than that individual and how much he hates people. But you know, what are you gonna do? So Republicans are are pretty upset about it now. Republicans are going for another push to break up Article Thirty, Section Thirty of the FCC code, so that they can consider Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, consider them publishers instead of uh, platforms. That will leave them up to lawsuits. Uh, we're already seeing a bunch of states. Florida is one of them. That is that are actually going in and making laws that deplatforming is illegal, and these companies can be up for lawsuits. Of course. Uh, that's not a surprise since DeSantis is the awesome governor of Florida and Trump actually lives in Florida, so that's not a shock. You're also seeing users begin to sue now. Um, Steven Crowder, who was demonetized on YouTube, um, is also, has also been blocked on Facebook, is now beginning to uh, go through lawsuits suing the company, which is a good thing because you know this they were making their money on these platforms and suddenly they lose part of their audience because of something they may have said or done. And the reality is half the time, I mean, Steven Crowder is suspended from Twitter almost monthly and he doesn't violate their terms of services. He says things that are controversial, but it's not like he's running pornography on his site or anything. He just says things that go against the left. They're actually quite reasonable, nothing really bizarre. So I, you're, we're going to see that these social media companies are going to be in trouble. They're actually going to face uh, some kickback from the public and from the government. And I don't think they're going I don't think Republicans are going to have too much of an issue with Democrats because Democrats have always wanted to control social media companies. Elizabeth Warren said it. Uh, a bunch of uh, Elizabeth Warren, Diane Feinstein said it, that they wanted more regulation on these companies. So this might be a little bipartisan. I'm just worried about, you know, obviously Democrats getting control and starting to regulate because they actually want to regulate free speech. And you don't hear a lot of Democrats talking now simply because Democrats now like what Twitter and Instagram. I mean, Trump has basically been kicked off the Internet, which is really disturbing. Now, it was reported that Trump started his own social media platform. That wasn't true. What he did is he actually set up a blog. That's all he did, just like my blog. So people can actually read what he has to say. And they can copy it and they can paste it into Twitter or wherever. It's going to be curious to see what happens if that stuff actually gets blocked. So it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen with social media. I think we're definitely going to see some changes come 2022. 
I'm not sure what those changes are going to be. But if Republicans don't screw things up, Republicans should take control in 2022. And then I think you're going to see some restrictions come down on Facebook. And I don't know what would happen if Section 230 was eliminated altogether by Congress. And it would be a Republican Congress that does that. So let's talk about this Joe Biden American Family Plans thing. This information comes, I'm going to be reading this information right out of WhiteHouse.gov's website. So this is coming directly from the government. Now, it's been suspected that this is going to cost about $2 trillion, but some economists are saying, no, this is going to cost about $4 trillion in the end. Now, he made a big stink about it in his speech last week, and uh, I think it's important we take a look at what this is going to do. So this is how the bill starts. Quote, right now, too many Americans are struggling to meet basic needs and cover basic expenses. An economy that fails so many of us is not only unfair, it's unsustainable. The American Families Plan is a once-in-a-generation investment in the foundation of a middle-class prosperity, education, health care, and child care. It recognizes that policies to make life easier for American families must focus on bringing everyone along inclusive of gender, race, or place of residence, urban, suburban, or rural. Beyond helping Americans' families meet the needs of today, this plan powers the innovation and growth of tomorrow. Okay, first things first, um, the economy wasn't unfair. It was the pandemic is unfair. And one of the things I wish people would do is start blaming China for this because we are we actually had the strongest economy before the pandemic started. The strongest economy since the 60s. So to sit back and say that, oh, we, we, we got to change the economy, which is what they're saying. The economy is failing us. The economy is unfair. Um, that's a reason we need to change it. It's it's typical attack on uh, it's a typical attack on capitalism. Now I do want to point out this is one of the biggest problems I have as far as I'm concerned. This introductory statement just tells me it's already an invalid invalid bill that we don't need this bill. This bill is here to change the economy. That's what it comes down to. The other thing it really annoys the crap out of me is the fact that. He's got to, they've got to bring out gender and race. You know something? I'm pretty sure it is already illegal to create laws only for one gender or for a specific gender or a specific race. Now, our government today thinks that gender and race, you can do that, but it has to be for black people or American Indians or... I'd say Asians, but they already discriminate against Asians or Hispanics. This does not need to be put in your introduction. We already know they can't do it. Do you know why? We're not systemically racist. If this bill did, and it does in certain places, if this bill did focus on a specific race, creed, or gender, then it would be systemically racist, and it would be a bill that you couldn't actually pass. So... This plan is actually broken up into three sections. Each section has kind of a circle with uh, pieces of the bill. 
Uh, it doesn't go over. I'm not going to go over what they're going to spend. Uh, we'd like. I'd like to see the actual full bill before I do that. But let's just go over what it's going to do. The first section is entitled "Make Education More Affordable and Expand Opportunity," and um, basically, investing in education is a down payment on the future of America. The American Families Plan will make it transformation will make transformational investments from early childhood to post-secondary education, so that all children and young people are able to grow, learn, and gain skills that they need to succeed. Two free years of community college for millions of Americans. Okay, this is a waste. Today, people out of college are given entry-level jobs, minimum wage jobs. And this is not just out of community college, but it's also out of four-year college. That's because they're mastering in crap, okay? They're mastering in crap. They have no useful skills. There is no way that philosophy or lesbian dance theory or any of those are, are a marketable skill that they're actually going to do something. Reality is most college students do take liberal arts. They do not take STEM courses, which is science, mathematics, physics. And if they don't take any of that stuff, it's not useful. Also, there is no limit on what students can take. They can take absolutely anything. Why don't why doesn't the government make it force the children, force people that want to go to college to actually learn something useful. I'm a huge fan of trade schools. Now, I have a four-year degree in English literature. I love English literature. Don't get me wrong. I love English literature. But the reality is my degree did not give me any marketable skills. It's something that's, that people like to see. I ended up going to a trade school to learn computer networking and learn computer science and that ended up being my 26-year career. For me, a community degree is just, it's less than worthless, and it ends up watering down all of the other degrees. It just seems more like an opportunity to indoctrinate uh, the young, and I don't, I don't agree with it. Okay, the next part is universal access to, quali to high-quality pre-K for three- and four-year-olds. Really? Kids at three need access to an education, to an education for, I don't know, block building or coloring. This is one. This is one word for just indoctrination. Get the kids, start indoctrinating the kids on all this weird, uh, critical race theory and gender dysphoria and all of that stuff. Next part: lower college costs for low- and middle-income students at historically black colleges and universities, tribal colleges and universities, and institutions such as Hispanic-serving institutions, Asian-American and Native American Pacific Islander-serving institutions, and other minority-serving institutions. Um, this is institutional racism. This is racist. And this is unconstitutional. You cannot create a law that focuses on one race over the other. You can't create a law that favors one race or another. And this is, this is unconstitutional. To increase, 
an increase of up to approximately $1,400 in Pell Grants and allowing dreamers to access the funding, uh, making future voters out of illegal aliens. In other words, give illegal aliens, make them legal. Allowing someone who does not pay taxes to use the taxes that I pay and who are not legal citizens in the United States to actually get free education. That's crap. That's absolute crap. And I think that's actually against federal law. I don't think that's constitutional. See, some of these things are going to have a real hard time getting through reconciliation because this isn't considered supporting American families right off the bat. So this could have some problems. Okay, here's another one. Provide support to students to increase retention and completion. Now, I'm not sure exactly what they're talking about with this, but here's something wild and crazy. The government shouldn't need to put money into programs to help students retain what they've learned or to complete their college education. Shouldn't that individual that's going to college be ready to complete it or, tr or attempt to retain what they're learning? If that person doesn't want to learn or has trouble in retention or, or graduating, maybe that person shouldn't have been in college in the first place. By the way, 20-30% of students that start in colleges actually don't get through because they don't like it. So I don't think throwing money at someone that really doesn't isn't going to retain it or shouldn't be in college, I don't think that's that's a worthwhile investment. And by the way, when I say investment, I use that loosely. You're not investing in anything here. It's just it's it's crap. It's just making people more dependent on the uh, on the government. Okay, the next uh, section is entitled Provide Economic Security to Families. And what this one starts out is our nation is, is strongest when everyone has the opportunity to join the workforce and contribute to the economy. But many workers struggle to both hold a full-time job and care for themselves and their families. Again, everyone has the opportunity. That is a lie. If if what bothers me about this, usually what you do is you establish your career, then you get married, and then you have children. It would seem to me that would be something that the government should actually push. Not, I get I get this chick pregnant at 17, and now i got to take care of this baby, and then bitch that I never had the opportunity. That's what a lot of people are doing right now. They're playing victims. Well, you did have the opportunity... You made some bad choices. Okay, so here, here's one. Ensure no one, and you're going to hear the same theme throughout these sections. Ensure no one earning under 150% of the state median income has to pay more than 7% of their income on high-quality child care under the age of five. Now, what bothers me about this, this encourages single-home family, single-parent uh, single families. And that's what it's for. So, you know what could really help a family to establish itself? Um, you create the careers, then you get married, and you create the nuclear family, and then you have children when you're already stable. 
not have a kid at 17 and then expect the government to take care of that kid when you need to go to work because you're going to have to go to work eventually. I know society that discourage. I know we are in a society that discourages the nuclear family and really doesn't care about fathers. Okay, fathers aren't even in the picture anymore. Heck, nuclear families with a stay-at-home parent has even been condemned by Karl Marx himself in the Communist Manifesto. Marxism does not like nuclear families because then the family depends on itself and it won't depend on the government. As a matter of fact, nuclear most nuclear families, I'm from a nuclear family. We, it was a broken eventually, but I'm from a nuclear family and I never trusted the government. I would just like rather trust my dad or my mom. Be damned to the kid that is raised healthy in a caring environment of two parents. Marxists don't care about this, and this is a Marxist plan. The government doesn't want to be treated like a foreigner. It wants to be treated like a parent. This also brings up something that annoys the crap out of me, and this is going to be the consistent deal here. If you can't afford kids, you can't afford health care for your kids, or you can't afford health care, yeah, you can't afford uh, school, you can't afford daycare, do not have kids until you can afford kids. And we have way too many people in this world that are having kids way too early. The next part, provide comprehensive paid family and medical leave, allowing workers to take the time they need to care for a new child, their own serious injury, illness, or the seriously ill loved one. You know, I never got this, this whole crap. The reason is that a business needs to run even if I have a kid. Taking six months off to have a baby was never really an option for me. And I'm a man. But there are men. I, they, they, I, I kid you, it's called father bonding time. They What they call it in California. And a father can take six months off. If I needed six months off, then I better start, in my time, then I better start looking for another job because they got to replace me. The business, you know, maybe the government will give some money from um, disability insurance or whatever, wherever it's actually coming from. But the fact is, uh, the business still needs to run and they still may need to replace you, even temporarily. It actually is not, it is a burden on the business. It's not fair to the business, it's not fair to the business owner, and it's not fair to the other employees. That brings up another point. Who is going to pay for this? What the hell do we need three to six months off to take care of a kid, and why should you get paid for it? You want to take six months off? Well, the business says, yeah, you can take six months off, but you're not getting paid. Is this going to come out of the business? There has been talk that this is actually... This is why I want, I need to actually read the bill before I talk about the money. Because if this comes out of business, you mean a, a business owner is going to have to pay? And there has been talk of that. A business owner is going to have to pay for six months off because the father or the mother needs six months off with the baby? Boy, that's not good. Again, if you can't afford a kid or you need time with the kid, then, okay, then you better have the money to deal with it. This is called personal responsibility. 
Next section, expand nutritional assistance. Oh, here, yeah, here it is. Expand nutritional assistance, including school meal programs and summer nutrition benefits uh, for children and families. More nanny state crap. There are three jobs of a parent. This is it. Three jobs. Provide shelter, provide clothing, provide food. That's it. That's all a parent is expected to do. Not provide Jordache jeans or whatever jeans are the, the thing. Not make sure they have caviar every morning in bed, right? Not buy them a mansion. That is the responsibility and always has been respons- the responsibility. And as far as I see, still the responsibility in the courts of the parents is to provide that stuff. If you can't afford children, don't have any children until you can afford it. And if you can't afford to feed children, you should definitely not have any children. Now, this is not saying that bad things don't happen. They do. But in these schools, there during this pandemic, for example, they were still continuing the nutritional uh, programs. So people would go, again, you're the parent. You should be able to afford food for your kid. And if you can't, why do you have a kid? But this is not what it's, this is not about uh, people that are having a tough time. This is about, again, keeping the government in your lives. And I've never seen anything like it before where people are now depending on the government and they even get mad at the government. Remember, I used to work at a, uh, a free clinic and there were n- the most unappreciative people are at a free clinic. They demand the world and they expect not to pay a dime for it. People are beginning to get demanding. Here's another one. I don't know what, even what this me- means. Invest $3 billion in maternal health. Uh, I don't even know what that means. Uh, There are already a ton of services available for women. For example, if you want to to have a baby or you're going to have a baby, you don't have to pay for it. I mean, you can literally go to a clinic and you're taken care of. Um, I don't know where this $3 billion is supposed to go, but I've got to assume that it might not go to good things. How about abortion on demand? How about Planned Parenthood? I, I would have definite problems with this. And I think we're going to have to take a look at the bill to see what exactly they mean by m- improve maternal health care, because that could be a scary one. The third and final section is entitled Expand Tax Credits That Help Workers and Families. And basically what this is, this is, well, let's read a little bit and then I'll, I'll give it. This is the t- introduction. Make the child and dependent care tax credit permanent, providing up to $4,000 to cover expenses related to child care for children under the age of 13 or dependent with a disability with or a dependent, that's uh, bad English there, a dependent with a disability needing care and up to $8,000 to cover expenses for multiple children or dependents. Families making under $125,000 can claim the full credit, and families earning up to $438,000 can claim partial credit. It will be fully refundable, so low-income families who don't owe a lot in taxes can fully benefit. All right. No, 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 no. This is basically universal basic income. That's that's really where they're heading here. This will break the country. It's it's garbage. 
this is going to be a serious drag on our debt, which is way high as it is. This is why they're saying this bill's looking at about $4 trillion. It's just way too expensive to do something like this. And again, if you can't afford a kid or two kids at $125,000 a year, you've got an issue. You shouldn't, you don't deserve this. And if you don't make $125,000, let us say your family income's $40,000, you shouldn't have had a kid. You weren't ready to have a kid and your bad decisions do not constitute an emergency on my part that I have to give up money. This whole thing here, as we go through it, you're going to find it's just a redistribution program, universal basic income program. Um, this will break the economy. So let's read the first section here. Uh, first part, make the earned income tax credit expansion for childless workers permanent. Childless workers permanent. Benefiting 17 million low-wage workers, many of whom are essential workers, including cashiers, cooks, delivery drivers, food preparation workers, and child care workers. Universal basic income. That's what this is. That's what it is. Why a childless worker needs money from the government. This is, if you're single, you should be able to take care of yourself on, your, on whatever salary, even a, a minimum wage salary. And you're earning minimum wage if you're a cashier or a delivery driver or a cook or food preparation. This means you should actually work yourself out of those jobs. Get yourself promoted. See, there's there's no reward. There are opportunities out there. And what the government is basically telling us, you don't need those opportunities. We'll take care of you. That's what it's saying. I'm completely against this portion. And any Republican that tells you this is good is an idiot. I don't think... Oh, I haven't heard one Republican that thinks this is good. Okay, continuing the next part. Uh, extend the child tax credits in the American Rescue Plan for another five years, increasing tax credits under six from 2000 to 3600 and for child over six from 2000 to 3000 I wouldn't mind this much except the fact that the extra money is given those who qualify will be stolen from people who make more and are already paying a ton of taxes. So what's going to happen is, okay, that, that $3,600 for that child under six, yeah, you're going to get that $3,600, but someone else is going to have to make that $3,600 up. All right? This is a spending program. Money's going to have to come from somewhere, and it's typically going to come, come from the rich. This is basically redistribution. That's all this is. And you're making it from, from a year, a, what, what was it, a year now into five years? See, the Democrats are trying to change the economy. This pandemic was, it was not seen as a bad thing for them. It's seen as an opportunity. And last but not least, lower health care costs by making the American Rescue Plan's health insurance premium reductions permanent, saving a family an average of $50 per person per month. Make a bad idea permanent. This is... We are going to see this in upcoming bills. Biden's ideas, and I put that in air quotes, that he is slowly and through deception trying to implement Obamacare again. And that's what it was. And we saw how well Obamacare worked and how constitutional Obamacare was and how good it was. Well, this is part of it. And remember this. Again, this money 
has got to come from somewhere. You got to subsidize this somehow. Something it's it's got to come. $150 doesn't sound like a lot, but that $150 needs to be made somewhere. So I may not have to pay that $50, but someone's going to have to pay that $50 for me. Again, nothing but a pure redistribution program. So here are my thoughts about this whole thing. Okay. The American Families Plan is simply a wealth redistribution pro- plan. It's socialism. It's all it is. It doesn't support the family. It supports single and encourages single parent homes. That's what it's for. It doesn't support opportunity. It takes care. It's a, it's a nanny state program. It just it uses greed, the greed of the middle and lower classes to justify stealing money from those who make more. It's a bad plan. It's it's introducing us to an untenable universal basic income. Here's the thing, and this is absolutely correct. You can't tax everybody really high all the time because eventually you run out of other people's money. The government isn't giving anybody anything. It's taking and then it's just giving it to someone else. It embraces bad decisions. It doesn't even acknowledge personal responsibility or bad decisions of the individual. Having children out of wedlock and having children when one can't afford them are bad decisions. It, it, you know, here's something wild and crazy, and this is why, where religion really does come into play. Life is very simple. It's very simple. You get an education, you start a career, you get married, you have children in that order. And typically, you'll never be poor. And typically, your children will grow up pretty, pretty happy and pretty successful themselves. This whole thing just does nothing but creates dependence on government, family, and kids be damned. The government doesn't give a damn about us. It doesn't give a damn about our kids. And it doesn't encourage people to actually go out and get a job and work. And actually earn and exploit those opportunities that we all get. We've been told for the last 10 years... There are no opportunities in the United States. There are tons of opportunities in the United States. So, it's a really bad, it's a wasteful plan. It won't pass by itself. Republicans have basically already said, no, there is no way this is going to pass. Not one Republican will vote for it. If it's anything like the COVID rescue plan, it will not pass with one Republican vote. Joe Manchin of West Virginia, a Democrat, and Kirsten Sinema of Arizona, a Democrat, have already said they're not, they, they're not sure this bill is a great idea. And so already they're going to have problems in the Senate. Uh, I, don't know, I, I don't know what would happen with reconciliation in this plan. Um, there's talks of going to reconciliation with this, and that may, that may be a thing. Uh, I don't know. I want to say that probably not because this is re- honestly not required stuff. But we're going to have to see. Uh, I, I, I'm a little surprised. This thing has not been pushed a lot since Biden's speech. So we'll actually have to see. But then again, uh, Biden's infrastructure plan 
is really running into some roadblocks. So we may not really hear about this one for a few months. I Here's the thing. Here's With all these plans that this Joe Biden is coming up with, uh, well, he's not coming up with anything. He can't even pronounce whitehouse.gov anymore. He's screwing everything up. What I truly believe is we just need to stall, stall, stall until uh, September, October, November, when the election cycle starts again. Because here's the problem. Democrats, they're going to lose 2022. It is the Republicans' election to lose in 2022. And Republicans should be on television every day, bitching, moaning. They should be on Twitter and Facebook, bitching and moaning about Biden's crappy job he's doing in these insane bills. $10 trillion in spending he wants to do in his first six months in office. This is insane. Instead of worrying about garbage like, okay, you know, um, Cheney or whatever her name is, is is a bad Republican. She is a bad Republican, by the way. But I mean, is this really something you want to do? Stop with the internal strife. Go after, win the Senate back, win the House back, because it's there for the Republicans. It's only them that can screw this whole thing up. Okay, you can download or listen to this podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, YouTube, and Rumble. Uh, you can visit my site at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. I actually do have the family plans uh, from the whitehouse.gov listed. Hope you guys have a great day. We got a fun one tomorrow. This is Gene. You've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Yeah.